Wales Women Out of the World Cup, but the November International's kicking off. Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Plenty to get through a new old competition for club players in Wales, the results of the AGM and Wales Women to come, but we'll start with the game under a closed roof at the Principality Stadium this weekend. New Zealand may have had a few issues over the summer, but they seem to have come through them and certainly have a strong lineup this weekend, as do Wales, with quite a few of their injured players coming through and an exciting new cap on the wing in Rio Dyer. Here's coach Wayne Pivak. Yeah, look, he's really excited. <coughs> he's a young man that's in form, has been playing well for the Dragons, been training very, very well, and so we think this is a great opportunity for him. We'll learn a lot and he'll learn a lot. In terms of Josh Adams and Alex Cuthbert, are they just too soon for them? Yeah, um, in terms of Josh, he's probably another week or two, but he'll definitely be right in this campaign and we expect him to be uh, getting some rugby. Uh, same with Alex, he's, uh, if it was a World Cup final tomorrow, uh, he'd be available. So, you know, it's really the amount of training that the young fella's done and Alex coming back from a long layoff since South Africa, so we're just getting some more volume into him. In terms of Josh, then, maybe Georgia, Australia, is that what you're looking at? Oh, definitely. We'd like to think that he'll be there and, uh, you know, hopefully next week. But uh, we'll just take that one uh, as it comes. How do you think we owe a code? Because he'll be completely different to anything he's experienced so far. Yeah, look, the senior players are getting around him and and supporting him. And he's genuinely really, really excited. He's a confident young man. So I don't think, uh, you know, the occasion will get to him. I think uh, he's really, really looking forward to testing himself against some of the best players in the world. In terms of the back row, you spoke about Justin Tippett last week. In terms of the three of them that are coming in, depending on six, how do you see that back row going? Yeah, well, look, the roof is closed. We're expecting a, a very quick sort of game. Uh, New Zealand play with a lot of speed. Uh, they look for quick rack ball. We're going to need, um, you know, speed ourselves, and I think uh, that back row gives us that. New Zealand, you've seen that team when we made of it? Very strong. It's an exciting team. There's uh, a lot of quality throughout. So, yeah, we're, we're expecting, as I said, uh, them to want to play, given the conditions that we'll be in. So, yeah, we've got to be ready for that. We've got to be able to match that speed and we've got to be able to slow their ball down. The breakdown, so it's going to be a big part of our game. Some of the players who are coming back, who haven't played for Wales since perhaps March or June last year, Lee Halfpenny, Ken Owens, Justin Tibberick, their experience, how important is that this weekend? Uh, hugely so. We missed some experience when we played them this time last year or a week earlier and those guys have, have shown that in and around the team room uh, and around the training sessions, uh, a bit more sort of voice, if you like, and it brings a lot of confidence to the guys around them. This time last year, you didn't, you it's outside the window. This time it's in the window. You've got a quite strong side out. Is it the chance to be for the first time in 69 years? Well, certainly the way uh, we're approaching it. You know, uh, we want to win every game we play now, and uh, certainly we want to build on the performances in South Africa, where I think we improved in, in certainly a lot of areas, a set piece forward exchanges and we need to make sure that we keep building on that and uh, you know what better side to come up against than a New Zealand side that uh, probably hasn't had their best season but um, certainly uh, you know when you see the team sheet it is quality so we know we're in for a big game but yeah we're certainly there to win it. Uh, Wayne, how was your conversation with Rio when you told them? Well those are the conversations you love having as a coach you know it's the ones where you're telling someone that they're not involved uh, are the ones you don't enjoy but look he was uh, very, very excited, very, very happy. Obviously, we allowed him to, uh, to tell some immediate family straight away before the team went public. Uh, and I think uh, they were over the moon, obviously, very proud of their son. So, look, he's going to uh, look forward to the next 48 hours, I'd imagine, and um, 
yeah, it's going to be uh, going to be great to see him out there. What would it mean to this group to get that record off their back against the All Oh, look, you know, we went to South Africa uh, on a bit of a mission, if you like, and we were lucky enough to create some history there. And, you know, we've talked about that and we've worked really, really hard in the last sort of week and a half. And uh, with another 48 hours to go, it's, it's now about the mental preparation and believing that we can do it. And we've got to go out there with that belief and then, you know, put it on the, on the park over the 80 minutes. So have you embraced uh, the history of it into the camp in the last few weeks or have you tried to keep that up? Well, the boys are very, very well aware of it because it's in the media of it <laughs> from time to time. And it's one of those records that, um, as a Welsh person, you, you want to break that hoodoo, if you like. So, look, okay, we'll be doing everything we can to try and do that. Captain Justin Tipperick moves to the blindside flank. So what does that involve for him? Played a couple of times before, just trying to work out different roles that we do in the team, really. And, yeah, try and gel well as a back three. And with Chris there and adding uh, the young, energetic uh, off the bench. When there used to be two open sides, you'd be the one who'd stay at open side and Sam would be moving across. As you get a little bit older, a little bit more experienced, does the position matter a bit less? Um, no, I think I think it goes more, uh, like with Sam as well, it's more like who was in the line-out, I guess. It, it works more that way with uh, whoever does more of the line-out work. It used to wear the, the six-row, really. And obviously the sevens, more on the ball and stuff off that then. How good is it to have Tolupe make it through the, the injuries as part of that, that mix? Yeah, no, he's great. He's obviously great to, to have him around the squad as well, um, especially with his experience. But then obviously what he brings on the pitch um, just speaks for itself, really. Um, every time he plays, he's uh, he's always 8 out of 10 or above. So, uh, yeah, it's massive for us. A few of you haven't played that much rugby in the last 12 months, but mainly sort of 80, 90, 100 caps each. How much does that experience allow you to sort of come back in with a not as much rugby as you'd like? Uh, hopefully it'll help. Um, obviously, I'd like to be playing a bit more more rugby. But yeah, hopefully uh, experience, like you say, will help and the knowledge will come along with it. Um, but we know it's going to be a tough game and we know it's going to be some sticky periods out there where we're going to have to dig in and dig deep. And yeah, hopefully we come out the other side of it. What do you make of the All Blacks? They've got a few players missing up front, but obviously still a pretty strong lineup. Yeah, yeah, it's, like you said, it's a strong lineup. It's going to be a tough old game. Back row, as you said earlier, it's going to be a tough physical game, going to be brutal in areas. So, um, yeah, we know what they're going to bring us. Take out the refereeing at the end of the New Zealand Australia game. They might have a 50 50 record this season coming into this game. Has there been a better time to try and end that lengthy record you hear so much about? Oh, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of those things every time uh, we play the All Blacks, um, you say, is it the perfect time? Is it not? This has happened many times over the last number of years that we've been in there. But yeah, they, they've obviously had a good win against Japan on the weekend as well. So no, I, it's never a good time to, to play the All Blacks, just to be honest. It's always a tough game, no matter what team you're coming up against. It's more the fact that we got to make sure that we put the right foot forward and um, yeah, and make it a good game for us. Hooker Ken Owens returns after a back injury, which kept him out for the best part of a year. Yeah, I've been interesting. The last so 11 months um, have been tough, mentally, physically, after getting injured uh, this week last year. So I got through this morning session, which was great, which was the one that killed me off last year. So No, it's been tough. It's been in a number of different ways, physically, mentally. I'm not sure you know, whether I was going to recover or not. But it's been a, a bit of a refresh as well, which has been good. So, you know, I, I just decided early on that I'd give, give myself every opportunity to return. Because I knew even for life after rugby, I'd need to do the rehab to make sure I'm OK to... So I threw everything into that and then whatever happened, happened. And this 
And thankfully, I've, I've got the opportunity, you know, to be back amongst the boys in the Welsh squad year, which has been you know, a huge honour and been a tough year, but it's been quite an enjoyable one in certain ways as well. Were you always confident you'd be back here, or were there times when you doubted? I'm not sure. I was a bit surprised to be called up, just just because you know a lot of the other hookers have been going well, obviously my age and and all the rest of it. But thankfully, I think I've, I've shown enough form to deserve selection and. And I'm just thankful for the opportunity again. It, it was one I was I was obviously targeting. Uh, if I was returning, I'd want to be the best version of myself and being able to contribute. And obviously the coaches think I can still do that. And, and hopefully I, I will show that. Famous to the Sheriff of Carmarthen, but um, did you always have that sort of feeling of confidence of your position? I think if you've always got that confidence, you'll never push yourself. I think I've always had confidence in my, my ability personally and, and what I can deliver. But I think where we are in Wales, especially with the hooking with this one, it's been a position of strength, you know, over the last 10, 12, 15 years. We see the players who've gone on to go on Lions tours and the quality that's coming through constantly. You've got to be on top of your game. And I've never, never been confident in my position, confident in my ability, maybe, for what I can deliver. But knowing that I need to keep delivering that or, or the next person will will take their chance, which has been shown over the last year, you know, uh, with Ryan having an outstanding season, Dewey Lake, you know, Elliot Hatton on the squad at the moment, but, you know, Bradley Roberts starting the season on fire as well. So there's plenty of competition around and, and hopefully I can just uh, keep proving myself. There's a period you've been out for, you know, a long time. How much of your experience do you rely on to come back in on a few games this season and back into this? Yeah, it's something you, you do get used to. You, you know what you need to do to get yourself up to speed. You're not shocked by the intensity of test rugby because that's one thing experience tells you, you know you know what's coming and and you can obviously deal with things perhaps slightly easier than less experienced players. So it's, there are a few of us who've been out for a while, but we've had some rugby under our belt, some some good conditioning time as well. And you know, it's just going to be an exciting challenge, an opportunity to show what we can do on Saturday. So what do you make of the All Blacks? Because they've shown some signs and games you wouldn't have expected them to lose over the summer. What do you make? Yeah, probably. I think you say is they they haven't been as consistent as perhaps they have been in the past. But you know they won the the rugby championship. You know made a lot of changes on the weekend and beat a very good Japanese side away from home. They've had a bit of transition players, coaches as well. But they got such strength in depth. You know three experienced players have gone home. But then they're still able to to call upon quality, and you know they're an outstanding team. They've and they they have been for the last well for, for as long as I can remember. They're the standard bearers, and I think um, they still are. They have had a bit of transition time over the last two years, but you've seen their quality during the rugby championship. How they can bounce back from you know a setback and then produce quality performances. Just how different are New Zealand to play against as opposed to say South Africa? It's a different form of challenge, isn't it? Yeah, I think. New Zealand put a lot more tempo on on the play. They keep you guessing with what they're trying to do, you know, whether they be tipping, footwork, playing out the back, you know. Aaron Smith keeps you thinking of the base of the ruck as well. So it's, it is a slightly different challenge tempo-wise uh, compared to South Africa. South Africa, different type of men, very big, very physical. You know what's coming and it's very difficult to stop when they get it right. So they're two different challenges, but the principles of the defensive system don't really change which is good you're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast so 
Wales men faced New Zealand this weekend. The women played in the World Cup quarterfinals last weekend and it was the Black Ferns that came out on top. Hopefully you caught up with the podcast extra with performance director Nigel Walker and head coach Johan Cunningham reviewing the Welsh World Cup performance. But as the squad prepared to fly home, flanker Alex Callender spoke to Liz Jones. You know, we knew it was going to be a tough encounter, world champions, but I think, you know, we spoke about who we're playing for and just backing ourselves, hitting the space, seeing what, what's in front of us and just having belief and confidence. And I think in elements of that game we did, but I think, you know, there's so much improvement from the pool stage that we played. We stepped up physically and that's exactly what Yon wanted. So an improvement overall, but still gutted about the result. When you dug deep today, as you did for 80 minutes, who are you thinking of that? Definitely my mum back home, you know, she's my number one supporter, so yeah, just just excited to go home and see her and spend time with her. If you look back at the tournament, do you feel like you've grown as a team? 100%, we've grown since January and since Six Nations, like to come third in our Six Nations is the best performance we've ever had. And then coming into this World Cup, you know, we've worked so hard, we've had a tough pre-season and to still have our confidence and back ourselves during this World Cup, I think it's just belief and we really took it to them and... I think we've got so much to grow and so much to, to bring. That 2025 World Cup is going to be bloody exciting and I'm so excited, hopefully, to be a part of it. You, you did bring it to them right from the off, from the hacker challenge. Yeah. Was that like, does, did it all stem from there? Yeah, it's, you know, it's a tradition for them and we wanted to be up front and kind of stand there and, and think, yeah, we're in a challenge here. We're not going to back down, we're going to front up. And I think, yeah, stem from there, really, so yeah. And there was a, a step up from the pool game against New Zealand too? Definitely, you know, we spoke about those pick and goals that they do and we stepped up physically during that. But obviously they got the ball wide and it's hard to stop speedsters like Porsche Woodman. So I think for us, having the confidence and belief just to get up front, be physical in those areas, they couldn't come through us. So I think, you know, we need to take confidence from that. They're clearly a great side on another level, but to play them twice in the, in the World Cup is a great experience. Yeah, it's their home. To play in front of 18,000 people is absolutely amazing and you can't get a better feeling. The, you know, the crowd are behind us as well. So yeah, a great feeling. You'll go home kind of satisfied with what you have brought to this World Cup. Yeah, you know, satisfied not as, um, as an individual, but also as a team as well. We've grown from the beginning and I think we can only build from here now, going into the Six Nations and then building into the World Cup in 2025. Back to events back home, and it was a WIU AGM last weekend as well. The main motion about allowing an independent chairman of the WIU board did not get the required 75% to pass, though it did get a substantial majority. After the meeting, it was a chance to hear from Chief Executive Steve Phillips and first Chairman Rob Butcher on the positives he took from the meeting. We had more people there for an AGM than we've had for many, many, many years. And that was a, a delight, I suppose. Very, very positive. The meeting was a good meeting. Plenty of points of view. And yes, to get 75% of anything is difficult. And on this occasion, we just fell short. So on the one hand, disappointing. But secondly, you know, we've got to reposition ourselves now, think it through. Let's start to go forward. Because I'm still convinced in my mind it was the right thing to do. Unless you ask, you don't know. What next on this particular proposal? So the board to meet now, discuss, reflect, and then I would argue that somehow or other we've got to think how we take it forward to get where we want to go. Because 
I'm convinced the idea is a sound idea. It's the right thing to do. It's the positive thing to do. It can contribute to making our game better. And I'm convinced if there's an overall mantra, it's to make the Welsh rugby union better than it is at the moment. And this would have been a step on the way. More than half voted for it. Obviously, it's a special resolution. Is there an argument that if more than 50% vote for something, it should go through? I believe in a high bar, but whether it's as high a bar as it is, that's for us to think about. And most other things got through that you wanted? Yeah, most things got through. I'm really pleased about that. I'm not convinced again. Obviously, I'm looking through roast-ended glasses, aren't I? But I believe the option to give us a virtual meeting would have been a step in the right direction. But again, I fully understand why people want to insist on face-to-face meetings. So I can accept that, but it would have given us another option if things weren't so straightforward further down the road. Steve, just um, your reaction to maybe not getting that independent chair through? On the basis that it was an anonymous recommendation from the board, we're clearly disappointed. And I think we need to sort of look at you know, how we go and address this. Massively encouraged by people in attendance, and I think you've got to keep reminding yourselves about the passion that's in the room. Some very good points made. And if I was to reflect and we pick this up in a board meeting, perhaps the learning was a bit more notice, a bit more consultation, and maybe explain what were the benefits of what we were trying to do. But are we disappointed? Yes, but of course we'll dust ourselves down and keep going. Finally, a new old initiative to try and boost the community game in Wales. WRU board member Chris Morgan explained more to Rob Cole. Chris, last year you had a pilot for the inter-district tournament. How did you feel the appetite was? Big appetite from the players and the coaches and within the districts. It's something I think we've got to build upon. The ultimate goal is to bring back Welsh club caps and that encapsulates when we're playing from the Championship down to Division 5. So what we started at the moment is Division 3, 4 and 5 as a pilot last season to get it up and running to make sure the interest was there. We believe the interest is there. You know, times are tough at the moment with cost of living crisis, people giving up work and volunteers to help run the teams, but we believe the interest is there. We've got a proper competition structure for this season, which starts next week, and we're hoping to build on that. This is a success this year. We're hoping that the two finalists will play on the stadium, which will give it more exposure. Next year, we're hoping to build on that then with another tier of Championship Division 1 and Division 2. So we've got two tiers. And we're trying to base it on, um, like copying other unions, but an NPC model, what they do in New Zealand, where there's always a rugby offering. So doing our Six Nations period in Autumn International, there's not much of an offering there for the players, and it's like a stop-start season. So this would be an opportunity to play, maybe if the union called it, this is what we'd have to speak about, a National District Championship. So we'd have Championship Division 1 and Division 2 playing the competition, 3, 4 and 5. You know, that could be um, a shop window for players who want to sort of step up a level and it keeps the rugby offering going it's bringing representative rugby back into the union and at the end of that hopefully we'll bring back welsh clubs caps which we used to have years ago and the welsh clubs caps will be picked them from club teams excluding the premiership championship down to division five so that is the ultimate goal and i think if people can buy into it and we get the exposure the media behind it and the union to support it also help with referee development as well and hopefully with coach development because my personal opinion is we've got to develop the next generation of coaches, referees and I think this will be a good tool to do it, especially in the coaching environment so I have to speak to Geraint you know, if we can get WIU coaches involved with each district I'm not saying they coach a district but if they can go there and oversee it 
and it gives more exposure to the tournament. It'll give it more credibility and we can build on that to have another rugby offering because I feel at the moment the core game is struggling in Wales. Players have got other opportunities to do other things. You've got, you've got triathlon, swimming, cycling, biking, camping, walking, whatever. There's so much opportunities out there for people to do now. We've got to come up with something different and we've got to support that to keep the rugby offering going. There's nothing better for a club to see a player move on up get an, a representative honour, whether it's in the district or, or beyond. And I'm sure that all the clubs will be very pleased for their players if they get into a squad and then represent their area. Oh, yeah, 100%. You, you've only got to look around the clubs in Wales and see district caps, Welsh district caps on the wall. But that's all gone. And mm. you know, people keep saying, oh, you shouldn't look in the mirror. You should be looking forward. And that's what we need to We do need to look forward. We do need to put a new competition back, uh, in place. But also look behind and see what we did have. It worked years ago. It was a big, massive honour mm. to play for the Welsh Districts. So a couple of players from my club, Glencorog, played for the Welsh District. And the whole club, the whole village would get behind and they'd go and support. And it's great. And I think also we mustn't forget the women's game in this as well. No, i just been up in New Zealand with the women's team. absolutely amazing. The commitment they put into it, they've just turned professional, and that's, that's going to grow as well. But mm. there's an offering here for the women's game as well, and I don't want to exclude that because I'd have to speak, sit down with Geraint and Joe, who's head of women's rugby, mm. you know, if we can get representative rugby from the women's game as well. It all helps to in- yeah. increase participation and keep the interest going, because at the moment, Autumn Internationals, Six Nations, the Game of Rugby Union for the community game stops. That's nobody's fault, it's the way the international calendar is governed in the Northern Hemisphere and that's something which New Zealand don't have to put up with mm. because it flows the ultimate season out there finishes with the international game of the All Blacks and um, the club game below is, is sort of thriving the way the competition structures are run but don't get me wrong they've still got the, the issues that we've got around yeah. participation touchline behaviour uh, coaches coming through the system particularly in the performance area but I think it's, this would be great if we can get the right support the districts get behind it we have nine districts. Yeah, How many teams are going to be playing in, the, in this iteration? What we've broken it down into at the moment, we've got three of the districts will be represented by West Wales Rugby Union because West Wales Rugby Union, as you know, is a historic union. So we didn't want to split that up. Do you mean so? That the District E, District F, and District G will play under the West Wales banner, mm. which is fine. We've got uh, District A, which is technically Monmouth County. So we've got Monmouth, we've got Central Glamorgan. You've got mid-district, which is District B, and you've got District D, as I said, is um, Central Glamorgan. Mm. And also District B, which is Cardiff. And yes. So it's five districts altogether. All we've got left to bring into it is District H, which is Pembrokeshire, and North Wales. There's always a clamour for new competitions, but something that's been there for a while and, and been proven to be mm. successful can certainly be resurrected. And rather than try and find the latest uh, new offering, yeah. you can go back in time and resurrect something. If, if someone says to me, you know, what option is there for a club player rather than this club? There's nothing. If you no. don't make a regional academy, premiership great, you know, you're playing semi-professional rugby, that's a great honour to play for the big clubs of Gabravans, your Swansea's, your Clinetti's, that's a semi-professional, but for the community amateur player, there is no offering yeah. there at this moment in time. So, what are they going to win, trophy-wise? The, the inter-district trophy, yes. that's for the Division 3, 4 and yes. 5. And there used to be the Percy Howells Cup for this level of rugby, where is it? Good question, I'm hoping that we can find it, um, I'm aware of the history of it, it was a uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, a Lieutenant Colonel Percy Owls, who has donated that cup mm. to the Welsh Rugby, and that's what the Welsh Districts used to play for. 
myself and Peter Owen and various other WRU representatives, we've been trying to find that trophy, but to no avail at this moment in time. I know Peter's found the National um, Sevens Trophy and he's found the, the County's Trophy, and that's the, the third one he was trying to find, but we're having no luck at this moment. Any idea who won it last? I've been told somebody in Aberavon District at the time, but I've spoken to different representatives and no luck. So, should we send a message out to all the clubs in Wales, have a look in your trophy cabinet, see if there's something you shouldn't have any longer, or see if you've got something you don't know what it is? 100%, yeah. Trophy cabinet, the attic or the garage. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, that's, of course, it was Leighton Davies' attic yeah, that uh, yeah. we found the, yeah, the, yeah. the oldest sporting trophy in Wales. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, that that yeah. uh, The old sevens come Southwest Challenge yeah. Cup. For it. So it's out there somewhere. Yeah, it's out there somewhere. Let's try and find it. Yeah, great. And finally, if this works and we get, then get the two-tier system, do you think we might get back to the Welsh Clubs 15 that had one game years ago or a Welsh District 15? Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, I was down at a rugby club a couple of weeks ago and I seen the photographs on the wall. I think they were going back about 10 years. I think it would be a, a massive achievement, you know, um, a Welsh Clubs cap representing Wales and you, his teams you can play against. It. You Swedes, you Maltas, you Gibraltars, and his teams throughout the tier two within rugby Europe of developing nations where that would be a good uh, development tool for them to get them mm. fixtures played so Scotland they've got the offering I, I believe Ireland have got a clubs team as well so yeah. there's a massive opportunity and I, I feel we have to do something different to improve the game and give an offering to these community players to play representative rugby so that's it from this week's is it Welsh Rugby Union podcast plenty more next week looking backwards and forwards but until then Goodbye.